Hello and welcome back to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm David, my pronouns are he and him. I'm James and my pronouns are they and them. And I'm Jamie and my pronouns are also he, him. And that's all we've got because at the moment uh, Rob is still on fucking holiday. We've been on holiday and we've come back and Rob is still on holiday. And Alistair took the night off, which is fair enough. And yeah, uh, yeah. shade towards Rob, none towards Alistair. And we have been given homework over the holiday, thanks Jamie, to watch three wonderful, wonderful films on the topic of barbarians. Yeah, this was, um, what was this about originally? Well, we just said we wanted to do a cultural committee on barbarian films, and I think it was basically me and you, Jamie, shanghaied everyone else into it. No, it was the, um, it was the fucking Clinton thing. What? From 2020. It was the bet you made with David if, if Clinton was going to be the nominee or not. Oh, we were going to get David to do it with, like, yeah, no... no Right, David, you've got to put down your vape. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to invoke the statute of limitations here. So, uh, no. <laughs> ah, well, fair enough, I suppose. I suppose. It just means I've got to get you next time, Gadget. I mean, feel free to try. Um, but I'll, I'll just simply be right about everything from now on, and you'll never get me. I mean, that sounds like a foolproof plan to me. What could go wrong? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so Jamie, Jamie watched, made me watch uh, three terrible films. Yeah. They're great, actually. They're fucking shit, mate. Shit. I, I will correct that. One excellent film and two solidly bad films in my book. Uh, nah, I don't know what you want. You know what I mean? They were they were all good. I mean, obviously, like obviously, one of them was was miles better than the other two. But <laughs> how how was it? Right. Well, you see, between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age <laughs> undreamed of. <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> no, I'm I'm extremely here for this. Let's go. Yeah. So we watched the first one we watched was Conan the Barbarian, which is a fucking stone cold masterpiece. Yes, unironically. <laughs> I just I, I don't know if I just didn't get it or something. Like what was so good about it? It's just fucking great. Do you know what I it's mean? Spectacular it's, from start yeah. to finish. What? Right. Okay. It's got Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Conan the fucking Barbarian right. and just absolutely selling it like yeah. every step of the way. It's you've it's, got. The Terminator versus Darth Vader and yeah. Spinal Tap. Yeah. What's not to like? Exactly. I know that. I know that, and I still didn't get it. And what didn't... Right, okay. What didn't you get about James Earl Jones just chewing the scenery spectacularly as false doom? His performance was all right. Like, it wasn't a bad performance. I, I get that. It was that. a I great rate performance. Perfor- yeah, I rate the performance. You're right, he was chewing scenery. That was good, but one performance is not enough to save a film by that metric um, Arnold's performance was excellent as well yeah absolutely great no, in my book on. no but by that metric you could say that The Rise of Skywalker was a good film no not even close like I don't understand you could, how you come the, to that because if one scene chewing scenery chewing experience is, is all you actually need to make a film good then you know that was a good film Oh, D- David, I just fundamentally you made, it, you made times... a rod for your own back there, James. Like, why? Why would you argue that it's only a good film because James Earl Jones is taking bites out the furniture? I'm not. It's not only. <laughs> it's just that these are features 
that make it absolutely sublime. No, right? right, that's fine, but sell it to me. What did I miss? What did I not get? Okay, first of all, did you fundamentally like the narrative arc in the film? <laughs> yeah, no, okay. <laughs> did you like the music in the film, David? Though admittedly you are a self-established weirdo about music, so this one might be the clincher. I mean, uh, it is it is the greatest movie soundtrack ever. I I, th- I it didn't stand out like that much to oh. me. Red Fucking Sonia had a better one, I think. Strength, Jesus. The Red Sonia soundtrack was quite good. I'll sort of half give you that one. I didn't think the Red Sonia soundtrack sucked. I just think it's Morricone, so like it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, that one's Morricone. This was Basil Puladeris. Is that how you say that? I think so. Question mark. Can't fucking tell you. Well, Rob's not here to fucking correct me, so let's go with that. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's fucking it's an absolutely banging soundtrack, and like um, Schwarzenegger's great. But I, I think like everyone in it's great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think there's a single bad performance in it, honestly. Yeah, like even the extras think... like are really really good. Yeah. I don't think performance was something that I was like annoyed about or like you know felt disappointed with or anything like that. I think it was just generally the story itself. I think it's great. It's it's one of the few like sort of like sweeping epics that I just really like get along with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean it it manages to be both a revenge story and a lot more, like. Which is very rare, and it does it, like, what I really love about it, I'm going to come clean here, so, Conan a Barbarian, what I like about this film is it manages to do quite a lot with relatively little, which is very, like, there are layers to what's going on in the story, to the performances, to all of it, that when you actually look at the components they've got physically on screen, you know, there's not a lot there. By way of contrast, I actually, I did a little bit of extra homework, I know, don't kill me, um, I watched... As much as I could no, stomach. Well, well, hang on. No one could possibly have assumed that you would go away and do homework of your own volition. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that, guys. Um, I watched it, as much as it, I could. Was it like on? Was it part of your work for the uh, Northern Independence Party? It was part of the trying not to go fucking insane and run up to the election in the middle of the night. So kind of. Um, no, right. It was. Uh, I I watched as much as I could stomach of the remake of Conan the Barbarian, with uh, what's his face Aquaman. Um, yeah, um, terrible, terrible film. <laughs> really bad. Yeah, I saw that in the cinema, um, and I remember nothing about it. Yeah, that's how, well, that's how great it, it was. It, it's not offensive, and in fact, a couple of the details are closer to the actual stories, but it just sucks. And by way, of, like, it just has so much. It's got so much piled on in terms of like, oh, we got these set designs and this special effects and these like quirky lines and it's like it is trying so hard to accomplish mm. with a ton of resources while the original Conan a Barbarian oh. managed with like really Fred Bear just kind of like good costume design, great acting, what I, what good I, location scouting. What done. I love about um about the the original like Conan movie is there's just huge stretches with like very little or no dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's just great. It's so good. It's like it's from an era of cinema where you were allowed to just have a bit of space to breathe on screen. Like um the the Blade Runner remake twenty forty nine was good as well because it actually yes. had a bit of that like it had space for you to actually just take it in. 
and Conan the Barbarian really, really does good stuff with that. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think the pacing of the film was like bad in itself either. Like, it's nice when films do that, and more films should. Please stop trying mm-hmm. to cram like an entire fucking mini series into a film, please. Yeah, yeah. but like, yeah, I it wouldn't. Know. It wouldn't have been improved by like Whedon esque one liners. No, way. God, no, no, no nothing's God. ever improved by that though. <laughs> I've just, I've had a thought here, right? So, there's obviously other Conan the Barbarian material. Mm-hmm. I've seen none of that. I mean, I've seen a long time ago when I was little. I saw what was it, Conan the Destroyer? Conan the Destroyer, uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't rewatched it. I haven't um, seen that. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. And um, I was going to say, there's books in that as well. Yeah, yeah there are other well, books. I've read. I'm a, I when I when I first saw this film, I'd read the like original. Is it just called Conan the Barbarian? The original, the first novel. I've read some of Conan the Barbarian. I actually haven't, like, it's, it's one of the things where I picked up a book going, oh, I should read the rest of that at some point, and then didn't. So I'm actually kind of tempted to go and do it now, but the only problem is I just don't have time. No, um, you're in the middle of recording the podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Is there an echo in here, or is it just me? Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. Uh, sorry, you've been plugged into the fucking snarky hive mind tonight. Apparently, mm. apparently. But no, so like, no, David, I get where you're coming from, and it's like, this isn't from a particular fondness for Conan the character, no. so to speak, or anything. I don't, it's not even so much fondness for the character or anything, I think it's more just like, familiarity with the setting. I don't, not really, like, um... I mean, I, not I, the I, specific I setting, but more the, the specific vibe of a barbarian film, because again, this is the first barbarian film I've ever seen. Oh, right, well, maybe... Because yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tell, I could tell you very little um, about the fucking the setting of Conan the Barbarian, apart from the mm. fact that the oceans drank Atlantis at some point. <laughs> like I know bits and pieces of it, but only through exposure by way of H.P. Lovecraft, essentially. Which I've I've read all of H.P. Lovecraft's works, uh, and like he does crossover. Um, it's really funny actually, because Lovecraft is getting told by the Conan author, whose name I am ridiculously Robert can't e. Howard. Remember. Thank you very much. Robert E. Howard was telling, like, you know, H.P. Lovecraft to kind of steady on with the racism a little bit as well. And you actually, like, read the Conan stuff and it's, it's racist, right? And it's not like... Oh, yeah, but there's racist and then there's H.P. Lovecraft racist. Yeah, it? you know, it's like, I, I don't know. The, the, the way I'd put it is the racism of the writing of Howard doesn't have venom in it in the same way as, like, it's some a of telegraph column. Does. It's a telegraph column versus a 4chan post. I don't know how to interpret that, David. I, 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 I hmm. Like the is the, the, the te- severity and bluntness of the racism is much more. Um, oh, maybe not the severity, but the the, the bluntness. It's more disguised in a telegraph column, whereas in a four chan post, it's mm. just the n word. As I recall, I've only read the one book, and that was years and years ago. But i i want to say that like the the racism in like howard stuff is more sort of um it, it's less like hp lovecraft just generally hated everyone that like was do you know what i mean anywhere other anywhere other than him on the whiteness spectrum yeah you know what i mean like the french were too swarthy for him that sort of thing <laughs> yeah but like with howard it's more sort of like uh that kind of that kind of racism where like Stereotypes? Yeah, stereotypes. That's the, the word I was looking for. Thank you. 
Yeah, it's yeah. that sort of thing. It's like it's not. It's, it, the interesting thing about it is Conan himself is not racist. Is interesting, and I, I'm open to correction because again, I haven't read all of it, right? So if it's if it turns out there's a later paragraph where Conan just shouts the N word over and over again, then yeah, okay, fair, fair. But from what I've read. Uh, he himself isn't, and he's just like, he deeply appreciates the skills and all the rest of it. It's just that, obviously, the exposition and the setting are very much like, ah, yes, the wise uh, Nubian race and all this kind of, you know, sort of nonsense. So it's like, eh. Yeah. But I'm prepared to, like, people will sometimes try out and go, well, Lovecraft was of his time, which, not really. Um, nah, whereas I mean, Howard, even, even people of Lovecraft's time were, were going, like, fucking steady on a bit there. Yeah, know? exactly. And Howard's <laughs> an example of this, because, uh, you know... Um, so like that's for that's for like the sole caveat, and what's really nice about the Conan film is it. I mean, you know, it was made in the eighties, so of course, right? Pretty much every film made in the eighties still has some kind of racial stuff under the surface a bit, if you like prod at it. But I don't really take it as particularly translating the worst parts of like you know Howard's more dated writing. Um, so it comes off really well, and like I think it's it, I think it's held up quite fantastically, honestly to this yeah. day i think it's great like the um the openings the opening's brilliant with the his dad telling him about the, the riddle of steel and then just oh, the, so good the whole bit with the village under attack and like there's just no dialogue yeah and then like for, james for anyone l, who's not james l jones like hypnotizing his man but it's not like yeah. do you know what i mean it's not like implied in any way he mm. his eyes don't like have a special effect swirling on them or anything like that you know what i mean it's just, mm-hmm. it's just all done purely with like with like his acting it's very um bram stoker's and uh, not even bram stoker excuse me um hammer house of horror dracula mm. sort of in the way it's done which i think works it's just like that intense kind of gaze that's all you need that gets the point across and yeah. um like just just a record right listener if you've not seen conan the barbarian hard recommend for me and jamie yeah that you like down tools and go watch it right now because it really is excellent and like okay you taste may differ and you may agree with david by the time you're done but we definitely think it's worth a punt oh, just like flatly it's fantastic I, i'm glad i gave it a go i just didn't really get much from it like which yeah. is you know it's like it's fair like well, you know buckle not the fuck everyone because has... it's downhill from here <laughs> well that's the thing so listener um as we as we spoiled earlier we watched conan the barbarian and Red Sonia, and you can guess what the third film was that we watched. You you win a watch because uh, it's a bit of a like Red Sonia. By way of contrast, is I'd say it's a bad film. It's just a bad film. I don't even think it's particularly remarkable, and it definitely Red, wasn't. Red Sonia. Red Sonia is kind of weird because it felt like yeah. it felt like they'd made an R-rated kids movie. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird to me because they clearly looked at Conan the Barbarian. And sort of picked the elements out of it and went, well, this worked and this worked and this worked, and they tried to do it again. Oh, and... I, I, what I what I said when I was watching it because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, like I say, it, it's not a film that they would they would like show to kids, but it was the eighties, so you know, yeah, like fucking, you know what I mean. You, you, what what happened in the eighties was you you bought a v, like a VHS player and then you just let your kids watch American Ninja on repeat so they wouldn't fucking annoy you. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like yeah, now, now you've got watch- YouTube algorithms for that. Yeah, yeah. I was watch- when I was watching it the other night, and I was like, "This is just this is like someone trying to make Conan the Barbarian in a hurry." Yeah, <laughs> because Basically- like Conan, Conan has like the wizard narrating at the start um, about like you know Atlantis and that shit, and then his dad's like telling him 
the the fucking like riddle of steel and then you get the whole the the attack on the village goes on for a long time and there's no dialogue and by contrast red sonia starts with some titles scrolling up the screen like because they couldn't afford a narrator mm-hmm. and then like she like gets up off the ground and a ghost explains like a backstory to her it's yeah incredible <laughs> it's yeah, like it was a very weak start but like i did actually kind of enjoy red sonia yeah like, I enjoyed to some that. degree yeah. and it, but it, like it yeah does... the start was shit but it gets a lot better as it goes on yeah mm-hmm. it, but it definitely felt it definitely felt like an 80s kid film but the the, the like that's somehow made wrong because like there's you know that that like repeated shot of like someone's head getting cut off and like spinning up in the air and like <laughs> people being like crushed and like you know like, when they push the fucking priestesses into that pit and you hear them all being like grounded yeah. at paste for like that goes on for ages and it's like okay this is a bit uh, this is a bit over the it's, top isn't it it's definitely like I think what happened is and this is my honest take on it I think they looked at Conan the Barbarian and they went what's great about this and they wrote down several things which were correct. But they also wrote down some things which really weren't correct. Like, for example, oh, the violence in Conan the Barbarian is great. And it's like, actually, re-watching Conan the Barbarian, the violence is relatively subdued. Yeah. Like, it's very, it's like efficient. And that's part of what makes it, honestly. It's like when Conan is fucking people up, he's fucking them up in a fairly subdued, semi-realistic way until it gets to like the, the big climax bits, at which case, you know, they, they have a bit more fun with it, but only slightly. And, like, by con- by contrast, Red Sonja, it feels like they went, ah, right, okay, the violence is a big draw, so can we top what we did in Conan? And it's like, no, that's you, you've misread that quite badly. It also feels like one of these films that they did in one take. Like, it feels like they just went with the first take they got a lot of the time. Particularly the whole, the whole scene at the start. So should we actually, like, just briefly summarise the plot? I don't want to spoil Conan too much. There is a barbarian, his name is Conan. Go watch the film, and yeah. we'll talk about other bits. Darth, but, like, Darth we... Vader and two of the guys from Spinal Tap fuck up his village and sell him into slavery. And yeah, then, and like, thus, he... thus begins his story. Yeah. Hilarity ensues, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. It's very, very good. But shall we summarise a bit of the plot of Red Sonja just to kind of get across how like, actually I would bonkers like to, it is? I would like to talk a lot about the plot of this one, yeah, because there's some yeah. interesting stuff in yeah. here. The plot, yeah. the plot of this one is that Conan made a lot of money. <laughs> we wanted more of that, so. But no, yeah, they, I can't. I can't stress enough how it how it hits all the beats of like an eighties kids action film. Yeah, it's got that same sort of like implied fantasy setting that they don't really do much like explanation of. And yeah. then there's like there's the the like plucky kid character who like you know like grows on a personal journey throughout the film, and he's got like mm-hmm. the big the big dumb sidekick. And the, mm-hmm. the cast, the cast in it is like, I mean, apart from Red Sonja herself, who's shit, let's be honest. Um, the cast is great. They've got like, uh, they've got mm-hmm. Pluto from yeah. Pluto from Popeye. They've got the the Nazi that melts at the end of Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It's just like all the hits, really. But yeah, it's just like it's they, very weird. They basically had all the elements you'd need to make a pretty decent film. I just yeah. think it's let down by a combination of how it was shot, how it was paced, and which is mainly the editing, to be totally honest. And and honestly, I can't stress enough, it feels like they didn't get the elements that were entirely good, and then they just filmed first take. Because, uh, like, Conan, Conan looks, like, really good. Sorry, I think you mean Lord Calador? No, I mean, like... Uh, like oh, the first Conan, film, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. Damn. Conan looks really good. I mean, obviously, like you know, like Lord Calador looks good as well. 
Yeah. But like, no, mm. I mean, the movie Conan looks great. There's like a, clearly a lot of like money and production design went into that. Red Sonja looks cheap as fuck. And bizarrely, at the same time, I can tell that it, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's got, it had more money pumped into it than Conan did. Let me, I can actually tell you two sex. I actually kind of like the bookshelf somewhere as well. <laughs> no, I just I actually just clocked, clocked it on Wikipedia. No, tell a lie, actually. Turns out the budget for Red Sonja was seventeen point nine million, which is in eighties dollars, so like you know, quite uh, chunky. Um, so that, that, that's was probably accounting for inflation. That's probably more than the last two Avengers films. Not sure about accounting that, for but... cocaine, though. Like, <laughs> ah, yeah, exactly. Right. Spent on the, the film itself is probably quite low. The the unspoken part of budget. Conan, meanwhile, was twenty million. So yeah, okay. Conan, they spent more money on. Um, but I'd be interested to know how. That was allocated, if that makes sense. I think, I don't know, I feel like they kind of like, yeah, because it does it's feel been... a little bit low budget in the setting and everything like that, but I think it kind of helps the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it what I mean. sets it's your like... expectations nice and low, and then you're surprised mm-hmm. pleasantly by the things that are happening in front of you. If it wasn't if it wasn't for, like, the fucking decapitations and, like, you know what I mean, slow grindings of people, like, <laughs> then it would be a good film to show your kids in the 80s, do you know what I mean? It's like... Mm. So... Red Sonja, like okay, it has, it has that sort of like it has that sort of like uh, Sunday afternoon adventure vibe. You know what I mean? Except that, like, had back then. Except for well, the content because like okay, so let's um let's set this up. I'm gonna read a little bit from Wikipedia here just to set it because it's as decent a summary as any, right? So see if you can follow this. Sonja, a young red-haired woman, is raped and left for dead by the soldiers of Queen Gedron a despot who murdered Sonia's parents and brother after she, Sonia, rejected the Queen's sexual advances and scarred her face. Answering her cry for revenge, the Red Goddess, who I can't even attempt to pronounce the name of, um, and I don't think she's actually named in the film unless no, I miss that bit. She's, yeah. And she does not come across as either Red or a Goddess, to be fair. Do you know what yeah, I mean? exactly, I right. It was, very I weird. It was like live-action Will-o'-the-Wisp. Yeah, exactly. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi's wife. Yeah. yeah. A, Appears to her and gives her heightened strength, stamina, agility, and fighting skills on the condition she never lie with a man unless he defeats her in fair combat. I don't think she actually said that during that exchange where she gives no, her the skills she didn't. either. No, no, right? She, she does uh, mention the vow in that later on, but never like who she vowed that to. It just sounds yeah, exactly. like something she very, decided to very herself. Very weird, right? Did, yeah. I just assumed that it was like you know something she came up with when she was like training with the fucking. No, it's, it's like it's it, it's very interesting reading the intent which has been summarized versus like what's actually on screen, and so that's the setup for the film, and it actually who, gives who you direct, like who directed Red Sonja? Um, it was directed by Richard um, Fleischer. 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 That's what, the one. What yeah. else it's another you Dino know, De Laurentiis thing, though. It's he produced it. I think I'm sure I've seen his name in the opening yeah, credits. Yeah, oh yeah, he did, yeah. They're both they're both uh both produced by him. He, but like Conan was written by it's directed by John Milius, I think. Yes, correct. And written by him and Oliver Stone. Yes. Which was like you know, it was always a surprise every time I watched that film I always go, Oh shit, yeah, Oliver Stone was involved in this. <laughs> the thing about Richard Fleischer is um he directed Conan the Destroyer, which wasn't as bad as this, I don't think, on memory. I don't know. Someone what year was that? 1984, year before. Yeah, so I guess it's just law of diminishing returns, I guess, then. Yeah, maybe, actually. Um, I imagine like the re- they got they got him in, he did Conan the Destroyer, it didn't do as well as they were expecting, and so they like cheaped out on this one. 
Well, let's see. How did Conan the Destroyer do? What was its budget? Conan the Destroyer only had a budget at 18 million. So, I yeah, wonder that's if... Not, part... That's not that different to, like, 20 million on Conan, though, is it? I wonder if part of that is just they reused assets from the original Conan film, and that thus they were like, "Oh, we can cheap out in a couple well, of." That, them. Maybe, maybe they also didn't need, presumably didn't need to pay James Earl Jones or. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, Jamie. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. But yeah, so that's like that. That's the setup for a Red Sonja film, and it's very weird. Um, and it immediately, like, the plot of the film essentially rolls around this idea that this is magical artifact called the talisman which the gods use to create the world and all living things it can only be used by women all right cool here for it life of heaven is a woman construct um and any man who touches it is just like destroyed they vanish if they touch it however the talisman has become too powerful somehow and it's no one can control it and so the, the film basically opens after that intro with red Sonia. It opens with a group of priestesses getting ready to destroy it, it under act, the consent it act, of the gods. Actually, actually, the next the next bit is like fucking uh, like Conan just riding across the hills for like five. Oh minutes. yeah, yeah. So uh, here's another thing: it's not Conan though. For some reason, I can't make sense of, and I've been trying to figure out: it was it a rights issue? It must have been. But he's actually Calador, the Lord of Hercania, um, rather than just calling him Conan because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's it's Conan. It's clearly written to be Conan after he succeeded and become like you know an actual figure of of note essentially, um, but no, it's it's yeah they called him Calador in it for reasons I don't get frankly. Surely right issues. Do you know anything about that, Jamie? Nah, nah. So there you go. If you can find out, do write in. I'd be interested to know. Um, so yeah, they have scenes of him riding about the hills for some reason. Um, Spoiled. <laughs> he's supposed to be, he's supposed to be the, the the priestesses have like a line of dialogue about that where it's like where's where's lord fucking like calador he's supposed to be here to watch us put the thing in the big pit and then they decide, <laughs> just, they decide to just do it anyway and then like i said the fucking the nazi turns up from indiana yeah yeah what's their evil scheme and uh they make off with the talisman essentially yeah. And that's it. It's like magical MacGuffin that can be used to destroy the world, can only be used by women, and obviously it falls you to... Have to uh, you have to keep it in a room full of candles, because it's like one of those fucking solar power calculators you had in school. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, pretty much sets the vibe. And the rest of it is all just your typical kind of, like Jamie says, it's like a almost Saturday morning cartoon-esque kind of plot arc of, you know plucky young uh man who sonia meets at some point who's a total misogynist when they first meet but gradually it uncovers he's got like a heart of gold and he's he's learning more to be a you know a, a decent human being and you know become a man and lord calador comes in and he's like you know the um the, the voice of masculinity and like he's the support and it's it's very like it's yeah, by numbers like i say bluto from popeyes there <laughs> yep and they meet uh they meet bomber from fucking off we the same pet <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the the fucking guy that won't open. She has to kill him to get the gate open, and that that one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah sure, yeah. sure. And um, the fucking the guy, the guy in the woods that's trying to have the fucking prince like kid drawn and quartered. Hmm. That's uh, <laughs> this is the most incredible fucking credit I've ever seen on IMDb. He's the Yeti from the start of the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> That's excellent. Love it. Hundred percent here oh, for it. Excellent. Every single one of these films has a has a solid um, sci fi connection. Then brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and yeah, it's like I don't know. 
I think Red Sonia's an interesting study in like it's it's looking at something where there's pieces here where there could have been a good film, and yet it is really far short of it in my book. Like it's I mean, interesting. I think I think it's better than like something like fucking Doctor Who, right? Like yeah, Doctor okay, I'll, Who, give, I'll give you that. Like Red Sonia's the sort of thing we watched. We watched that as like kids, and it was great. Do you know what I mean? It was like, oh, like he is. It's like obviously you watch it as an adult, and it's like it's all over the fucking shop, and none of it really makes sense, and it's not, it's not great. But as a mm-hmm. kid, it was like it's just high adventure. You just fucking love it. Whereas something like like the way they make stuff like the the ninth Star Wars film or Doctor Who, where it's just end to end horseshit. But the defense is, well, it's a kids film. <laughs> but you can tell it's made with just like contempt for children. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's not something. I, actually, you don't, that, you don't, you don't start from a place of what would like. I don't, not not to say that I think they started Red Sonja from a place of what would kids enjoy, but kids would enjoy. Like I, I enjoyed that as a kid. Yeah, I find, like, it, I, I, I find it hard to believe that as a kid I would have enjoyed like fucking David Tennant like running with the fucking Olympic torch or some shit. I think <laughs> I think that's a really good way to describe it. Like it's not, it doesn't feel like it talks down to its audience. It doesn't yeah. feel like it's no, 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 no. Bear me, bear with me here. Bear with me. I'm not saying it doesn't talk down. To, it's like you know, like it's a bit too explicit, expositionary in places. But I don't feel like it's talking down to its audience. Mm. I think it's just not very good. Is, is not, the thing? Yeah, no, I get you. That, it, that's it, not what I mean it, by talking down. Though it's very much. It's, um, um, it feels like it feels like a man explaining what feminism is. Okay, like, yeah, well, yes. It, it's, but, fully, yes it's fully supposed yes. to be a feminist kind of fucking story. However, it's mm. entirely feminist from the point of view of dudes. And it it kind of falls flat like that. Because every single time like, they try and do something, a man must step in. Like, yeah. every fucking time that something's going on, that's a, fucking a man must step though, in. That's isn't it? With, with it, the exception, it is, it is, with it's the exception it's of like, a rare few films like the Alien series. Like, yeah, yeah, but like, my point uh, is like though HP that it's... Lovecraft, it's a, it's a product of its time. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I, I'm not saying it's not a product of its time, I know that, but my point is that it, it feels like it's trying to actually be a thing, and it keeps falling down when it tries to do it. Yeah. Like, it's mean, trying like, very hard, but it's very limited by the see people that, who is, have written and directed thing. and everything else. I don't I think... think I, I, right, sorry, hang on. I think the difference here is it's trying to do something outside its grasp rather than going, oh, well, we'll just write some muck and those pigs will love it kind of thing. <laughs> and that, that's kind of how I read it. You know, it's yeah. that's yeah. what makes... There's a sincerity mm. to it. And I think it's it, an it, interesting it might... thing for it. That's one of the things that interested me most was like how it's trying to be, like told from a feminist kind of point of view mm. and just like not really being up to up to scratch on that but like they gave it a go like i oh, can't right. really fault them too hard in a lot of regards for it it wasn't handled particularly badly from a group of coked up guys in the 80s yeah i mean the i, I don't know i don't know how especially like i mean you might be right that it was probably they were probably trying to do a feminism maybe but like I, I don't know how feminist it is where, like, she's only going to shag a bloke if he can fucking, like, knock her out. That seems a bit dodgy. Well, the, the, this honest. is the thing. It's failed, feminism. Um, it, it, actually, it's a failed actually, male ideal of feminism. That's the whole, like, well, if if the... I I I will only, you know, be, be with someone who is as strong as I am, etc. It's like, well, no, yeah, it's still you're still encouraging fucking 
male and female violence. That's, um, like, that's, I'm gonna, that's exactly I'm gonna what give, you're not wanting to do. I'm going to give the movie producers a very, very slight degree of credit. I'm pretty sure that's from Robert E. Howard. Like, I think that's from the actual Red Sonja of... Well, uh, H.P. Lovecraft should have told him not to. <laughs> yes, H.P. Lovecraft, the feminist icon, turned to Robert E. Howard and went, oh, steady on, mate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is this is just the energy that I get from it. It's trying to be a thing, like you said, it's beyond its like, grasp. Robert E. Howard and fucking H.P. Lovecraft and the like, and Arthur Conan Doyle forming some kind of problematic Voltron. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, like there's a, there's a lot of moments in the film where it's uh, it, it, everything goes absolutely tits up, and then a, then a guy shows up and it's all fine, yeah. and the guy's usually Calador. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like it, it's it's fine, but like it, yeah, it's it, it's it's, it's a bit where the uh, like they have a whole bit which is quite like I actually enjoyed this tremendously. Um, in the, the watery cavern, when the... Oh, with the machine. Machine, yeah. 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 The, shows, the, the shows death up. machine or the killing machine or whatever the It was killing machine. It. And um, <laughs> so this this great kind of like stop motion-esque kind of... It's, it's just great. It's just a, a wonderful thing. And it's all going terrible. And then Kalidor shows up and uh, yeah, they, they, they beat it because Kalidor showed up. And it's yeah. like that is... In microcosm, pretty much every he action just, scene of yeah, the film. Yeah, he, he just turns up and saves the day over and over, and it, it very much had the vibe of like uh, like a, a lad watching over his girlfriend's shoulder as she played on the Xbox, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, just exactly. Occasionally taking the controller off her to do the hard bits. <laughs> so it was that like exact vibe, do you know what I mean? No, you need yeah. to dodge roll. Dodge roll that. I'll give it here. Like, you know, yeah. it very no, much feels it. like it. Absolutely fucking nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, it was it was trying, like David said, and mm-hmm. I don't feel like, I don't know, like, I'm not going to watch it again, but I don't feel like I completely w- wasted my time watching it. Because no, no, it no, was, definitely I, not. No, that, I that liked one, I, it. Like, there's, a, there's obviously, like, an enormous fucking gulf between Conan and Red Sonja, but mm-hmm. I liked Red Sonja. Yeah. See, and I, I like, don't know if it was just me because I, I just like enjoyed trying to pick apart what were they trying to accomplish with this one, and it kind of gave me something to kind of hook me in a little bit. Mm. Whereas with Conan, I didn't have that because it was just trying to tell a fairly straightforward story, and with that, I yeah. was like, nah. well, I mean, I don't know. It could have been a better film, but. It was probably never going to be as good as Conan, even if they'd like had a genius in to like do, you know do a script doctor work on it, and then they'd had more budget to take more shots. And you know, I feel I don't know. I feel like Red Sonja would have been better if it actually taken some stuff out of it, frankly. Yeah. Um, and made it simpler. But I guess they, they made what they made, and it's like it's yeah. all right. Um, and that is definitely I think it's a towering achievement compared to the third film we watched. Oh, I mean, I, I fucking, I, I genuinely love the third film we watched. It's so, like, incredible. It's you know got I mean? a few things which I think are hilarious and that I love, but the film as a whole is a dumpster fire. It's and fucking great, man. It's like, do, do you know what I mean? How can you, like, it's, it's fucking... Sorry, no, Jamie, this was the second worst 
<laughs> Tom Paris focused episode of Star Trek I've ever fucking seen. I was wa- I was wondering I was wondering if anyone else had clocked that he was in it. Like, do you know? What oh I mean? yeah, no, I clocked that immediately. I was actually yeah. sitting watching it. I was going right. So we had fucking we had Darth Vader and, and Conan. That's fine. I didn't clock anyone in that one because obviously I didn't quite recognise the Yeti from the beginning of the Empire Strikes Back by face um, and then as the credit I just as I had that thought I seen Robert Duncan McNeil turn up in the fucking opening credits and I just put my head in my hands yes <laughs> but um, it's fucking great man I, the only, literally the only person I remember being in it was Dolph Lundgren because I haven't seen this since I was like I mean what this come out in 1987 or something so I was 10 mm-hmm. like I haven't seen it since I was fucking that old and I, I remember Dolph Lundgren and that was it and so I was I was like watching it and I was like oh, who, who have they got playing Skeletor oh it's Frank Langella well you've given it away there the third film we watched was Masters of the Universe yeah. released in 1987 the He-Man live action film oh yeah and it's fucking it's like Tom Paris Monica from Friends <laughs> and Cagney from Cagney and Lacey together at last yeah just, oh, I, I, fuck, I fucking love this. It was so so stupid. It was great. They just clearly wanted to make, clearly wanted to be making Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, of. they really fucking did. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it it definitely felt like it definitely felt like you would see it somewhere as like people holding it up as a curiosity, going like, oh, this is like this is like fucking. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, they tried to make they tried to make Star Wars in Germany, and that's what this is what they came up with. <laughs> kind of. Like I'll be honest, this was I the rejected this... script for Turkish Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I watched this as a kid and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I am pretty sure most sounds, kids would... sounds like it did its job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, we're about to rip into it mercilessly here, but in fairness, it did actually do its job back in the nineteen eighties. So like the only, the only, the only bit of plot that I actually remembered is that the kid had to like play the uh, play the music, play yeah, the music at the end. And specific, and specific, I didn't remember it until it happened. But the specifically the bit where Chelsea Field shoots the speaker that's playing like fucking like Muzak for some reason. Mm. I was like, holy shit! I remember everyone. I remember everyone loved that bit as a kid. I'm like, yeah, fuck up that little like trumpet horn thing. <laughs> I, I remember a fair. I remember a few, fair few things. I've got to say, the guy playing Skeletor, I loved genuinely. He did. I feel like he did his job chewing the scenery quite well. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to do a quick Google um, uh, before was, I libel him, but I, I I want to say he is a notorious wrongcock. He is he, he is yes, he's actually moaning about being cancelled just now. Um, yeah, well, because he's been chucked off a Netflix show. <laughs> well, who knew Skeletor was a fucking dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, see, I've never watched. I never. I never watched He Man. It was slightly before my time, so like, I I, I didn't have any real background on this other than. I know what Skeletor is, and I know that he goes, nah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like taken in isolation, like fucking uh, notorious Roncock Frank Ligella's like fucking performance <laughs> of Skeletor is quite entertaining, but it isn't anywhere near as good as the fucking cartoon Skeletor, let's be honest. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not, but for someone attempting to make a live action Skeletor which in and of itself yeah, is going to be problematic I mean that's given, the, they're, you know, they're trying they're trying to make it like they're trying to make it like a, it's weird because it's still incredibly camp but you feel like they're just not embracing it fully because he doesn't go like at any point yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> a little bit yeah I mean that's 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 the that's the real killer for anything I think if you're going to do He-Man if you're going to do Skeletor you need to make him say Nyeh. like it's the yeah. only I mean, fucking thing that you can I do will, to make it work 
I will say the entire opening sequence with the seizing of Castle Grayskull, etc., I actually quite liked. And I feel like it was it was getting towards the right level of camp, but it never quite got into it, you know? Um I tell you I tell you who was the fucking standout performance in this film by a mile. It's Mr. Strickland from Back to the Future. As the fucking cop. Mm, yes, he was. My favourite scene in that is at the end where Where so, he goes oh, where he goes full James Spader. Yeah, and he's got the <laughs> pump action shotgun versus guys with lasers. Love it. Absolutely. Oh love no, it. I meant I meant when he stays behind because he's like pulled on the alien planet. <laughs> oh right, well yeah, that too. Why would I go home? I'm getting my hole. <laughs> the shotgun gives me power and authority in this place. I'm good. Um it's, oh, it's I'll, like, tell you, I'll tell you what else I tell you what else I did actually remember from when I saw it as a kid. Uh-huh. The like incredible scene where they fucking steal the bucket of spare ribs. Mm-hmm. And then like fucking Chelsea Fields, like, why do they put the meat on these like weird sticks? <laughs> and then throws it away in disgust because it's the bones of an animal. That was that was like incredible. I'd like to I'd like to ask the question now and just get it out of the way. Why when we watch them you know, barbarian films, did we watch this? It's kind of like it's it, it so. Is it He-Man, because Dolph Lundgren isn't wearing a shirt and has a sword? Is that the only no, fucking yes. qualifier for Barbados? Well, James, James is James is about to try to justify this in some rational way, but I'm telling you right now, I only picked this as a joke. <laughs> like it was a cruel joke. I mean, it was a cruel joke. I mean, you know, my argument would be that he-man he's got a is, sword and he's not wearing any pants that's that's a barbarian like i mean it kind of is like here's the thing it's either a barbarian he- or someone from fathers for justice <laughs> <laughs> uh turning me into skeletal with those jokes <laughs> so like i guess what he-man fundamentally is is it's uh mattel like you know 80s morning cartoon show take on the kind of barbarian myth and what it does is it takes a barbarian myth and wraps it up into a you could be like you know masculinity symbol i mean that's literally why he's called he-man and it's about this wimpy young guy who when he raises the sword I mean, and says by a you power say wimpy young guy like, but he's ripped as fuck in like the film prince, he is. prince adam of eternia isn't he? right in the in the film he is but i'm talking about the well, property in, that the film's in the film, based on in the film do they actually call him prince adam and it, no he's he he's, no. he's constantly he's, just he-man he's just yes. he-man in the film but i think in, i remember in the cartoon prince adam looked like well hench i don't think he did actually by comparison I'm, fucking, I'm gonna fucking google he had a short one yeah well anyway he, was, he um, wasn't a barbarian well, that, no, that is actually at that point, like, but well, but that is kind of like that's kind of part of it. So I, I think it it riffs on the barbarian icons and similar, but repackaged for like an eighties kind of you know fucking Iran Contra informed audience. One of the better expression, <laughs> like it's very, you know, it's got. Can't that believe we, the CIA made He Man wear a shirt. Well, it's like we 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 need to we basically need to sell kids some plastic tat. And also imbue them with notions of American interventionist policy being cool and good, actually. And the net result is you get shit like He-Man. Yeah. Look at that. Look at and that. If you expose, um, if you expose could... Skeletor, the, the Skeletor doll to heat, the, the face gets all weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a good story. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, the CIA spent money getting them to make Osama Bin Laden dolls that if you exposed it to heat, the face would turn into some kind of I, demon I, thing. I need, I need to get some kind of klaxon drop for whenever James mentions the CIA on a cultural committee. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong, motherfuckers. 
But anyway, I've put a picture of Prince Adam in the fucking Discord there. That that motherfucker would bench press your dad, like, easily. Do you know what I mean? Look at him. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, that's pretty ripped. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it being that ripped, but I mean, I, I've got to confess, Jamie, I didn't do the extra homework for this one. I haven't watched an episode of Animated He-Man since I was, like, I don't know, four. I haven't, I haven't watched it since I was, like a kid but you know what i mean there was literally nothing else to fucking do in the 80s do you know what i mean it, was no, it really like, wasn't i could i could probably name more transformers than i'm comfortable with if i'm honest i could probably have a go at naming <laughs> fucking thundercats frankly uh i don't know, i think i draw the line there like i mean obviously no. i know lion or and my uh fucking, and mumra and Chitara. But anyway, um, my... Oh, no, I no, will... no, please keep going. You're making me feel so fucking young. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, my, was, my what was that? What was that? That little fucking goblin cunt called in uh, Thundercats? What, Schnarf? That's the fucker. Have you ever heard the voice actors outtakes for Thundercats? Oh, I think, I think, yes, I think that does. I think that used to do the rounds. When I, before Twitter, I think that used to do the rounds on Facebook every other week. People would yeah. be like, fucking... Listen- Listener, if you've if you ever watched Thundercats as a child, right, um, or just as a brain damaged adult, and uh, you've never you've never listened to it, definitely go look up Thundercats voice uh, actor outtakes. They're really I, funny. I don't You'll find I, it on funnyjunk.com or something. Yeah, Probably, I don't yeah. think I don't think they're real. I, I no, they're real. No, nah, I don't believe I don't believe it. I think someone made them up for a net clout. No, they're real. Confirmed real. Well, how can how can the Thundercats be real if our eyes are real? <laughs> oh man, I'm not even. But my saving grace is I at least watched Count Duckula when I was a kid, and that fucking holds up. Oh, I remember That's that. Excellent. Yeah, Count Duckula's great, but the 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 like claymation fella from Trapdoor would absolutely fucking batter him. Oh yeah, let's put that out there right now. Like Burke would just fucking destroy Count Duckula. I have watched uh, Trapdoor as an adult because one of my friends, my best friend, Christine, was like, oh, you should watch this. So we watched an episode of Trapdoor and I was like, this was fantastic. This is absolutely brilliant from start to finish. Anyway. Sorry, where were we? Thundercats the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Did they make a movie? I've got no fucking idea. I, I, I don't know. Uh, probably not. I'd pr- not a live Did it have, action o- one that did it have Orson Welles in it is what I want to know. Oh, I mean, yeah. Everything should incredible. have Orson Welles in it, to be fair. Yeah, but like, Pity. um, fucking, if they did make a Thundercats movie, I bet it didn't have like a fucking plucky, like, Earth kid who plays the synthesizer. <laughs> Fuck off. That definitely, that definitely feels like what are kids into these days? Bob Tembe keyboards. Get that in the fucking script. <laughs> yeah, so, like, for, for the benefit of our patrons who we don't recommend watch Masters of the Universe, the setup to this I do. is. Okay, I do as well. T- yeah, all of our all of our listeners should be punished with this. Yes, <laughs> make of that what you will. Um, plot for this is who fair. doesn't who doesn't want to see like Lieutenant Tom Paris get like fucking dommed by Cagney from Cagney and Lacey in that one scene with the big collar <laughs> and fucking swordsman or whatever the fuck that clown with one eye was called was uh, man at arms. I think it was no, no, no the bad it was guy with blade. blade. Oh, that guy. <laughs> I was close. Yeah, Blade. Imagine who would who would win in a fight between him and Wesley Snipes <laughs> for the title of best Blade. Yeah, there was man with knife strapped to face. There was fucking Bigfoot. There was the Queen and the Queen Beast Mother. Man, well, the four find. fucking henchmen. Beast Beastman is like just the most incredible fucking henchman ever. I do. I do love that Skeletor's second command was literally called 
evil Lynn. Yeah. Oh, fuck's sake, yeah, I know. Like, if that's where you're starting with, just make Skeletor do the silly noises. Yeah, just... You I, can't yeah. escape that. I will, I will admit, I thought the guy was doing a pretty good job given what he had to work with, but if he'd leaned into it hard and just went, we're going full camp with this, let's go, yeah. it would have probably aged better. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I do, he's not the campus Skeletor, but I do want to say, frankly, the Skeletor was the gayest, and I'm not going to explain that in any way. <laughs> that, that, that was... Yes! It's because yeah. he's it's because he's so flamboyant. Like he's not camp, he's flamboyant, and there's a difference. Yeah. So anyway, plot. Let's get this over with real quick. Um so Castle Grayskull sits on the planet of Eternia, which is at the center of the cosmos, etc. Um Skeletor seizes it and intends to like, you know, use its cosmic power for his own nefarious purpose. There is a dude who's a locksmith who's developed a cosmic key that can open a portal anywhere using musical notes. He escapes um, with a copy, a prototype of the key, and wouldn't you know it, he ends up and with a prototype on Earth. And you sorry, thus- you say a dude. When you say a dude, you actually mean what if someone with a chip on their shoulder about the Irish made Yoda? <laughs> I was I was gonna say. He looks like what was that? What was that like? Fucking melted dude that sat next to Lando Calrissian in Return of the Jedi. He looks oh, like dude. his his drunken uncle. Yeah, nub. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that. I know that. Oh boy, traps. Bro. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's like what if what if the what if like Lando's co-pilot? What did you say his name was? Nien nub. Right. If Nien nub, if he got into the teleporter from the fly. With uh, Guillermo <laughs> del Toro, that's what would come out the other end. Yeah, checks out. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You got away with words, Jamie. Fucking hell! Oh dear. The uh, two orphan kids end up getting a hold of a device, uh, the prototype, and it is none other. Were they than, both? Were uh, they both orphans? I think they were, weren't they? Monica from Friends was definitely an orphan. That was yeah. Like, I don't know about I don't text, know about Tom Paris though. No, I don't. I don't think he was. I think his parents were just like fucking. He was just a latchkey kid. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah, I thought he, his, I dad's, thought he was, uh, his dad's an admiral in Starfleet. Yeah, don't don't mess <laughs> don't mess with Generation X. They were out like f- fighting Skeletor while the parents were at work. <laughs> yeah. Um, they basically fuck around and find out with a device which draws the attention of like Skeletor's henchmen who decide yeah. to come and get it. They, and, turn up, uh, they turn up and batter the school janitor. Yeah, which is quite good. <laughs> I like that scene. <laughs> also, I should mention, I, I did skip a plot beat, which is that the dude who escaped with a prototype first gets it to uh, He-Man who attempts to like get into the castle and free the sorceress of the castle or whatever. Um and that's when they end up on Earth and, like, the key's scattered. So they send out a signal which draws, uh, you know, skeletal stuff back to the kids. And meanwhile, Key-Man and the others are hunting the key as well because they need it to save the cosmos, etc. And you basically, like, you know the plot beats my, the um, from here. My favourite bit about that, like, escape from Castle Grayskull that they do mm-hmm. is they drop the key and, like, the fucking... And then a grappling <laughs> comes out of the portal to pick it up. And I was like... That seems incredible. That seems a very weird choice. Why did he not just pick that up as he went past? But it's because they need to establish the grappling hook as a thing. Because, like, you know, they then use it to steal, like, a fucking take, a bucket of takeaway. And then, like, He-Man uses it to get on a flying saucer later on. And it's just it just keeps coming back. Like, it's a main character, that grappling hook. <laughs> Credit. 
hook, comma, grappling. Um, God. One Who of my favourite things near the start of the film is how like they had to use this special key to teleport inside Castle Grayskull. Um, or, or they could have just like you know beat up the puppet and just went through the secret tunnel that he had into Castle Grayskull. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That like you know what I mean? They fucking they 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 sent Cagney to fucking like seduce the little uh, like Muppet dude and fucking steal his magic synthesizer, and she apparently like didn't like use a womanly charms to find out that he had just a fucking like tunnel into the place they were trying to get into. <laughs> Pretty much, it's not I mean written. like. It's it's a terrible plot. It's a terrible plot. It even has that plot beat of someone is mortally wounded and then magic fixes it at the end, sort of thing. Like you know, yeah. Like it's it's just generally it's it manages to be more of a mess than Red Sonia, and it feels kind of I don't know more cynical in a way. I don't know how to describe that, but it just does to me. It's like, rather than take the property on its own terms and try to explain the property in the film itself, instead, they don't really explain any of the property elements, but just, like, stick Earth onto it to try and, like, oh, it's just aliens, like, don't, there's all the context you need, like, okay. Yeah, but, like, um, it did, the thing, the whole thing did remind me very much of Battlestar Galactica, because, like, mm. just had fucking Cylons with a paint oh, job. Especially the, especially the costume design of Ultra Mega Nega Skeletor at the end. Like, that's Battlestar Galactica as fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is. I, I like the, I like the fucking not Stormtroopers that they had as well. Like, mm. absolutely pulled out the, the fucking, like, first draft of Ralph McQuarrie's design type shit. <laughs> yeah, I liked that they, uh, they were all robots. Like every time one of them gets killed, sparks come out because like He Man doesn't murder people. Oh, so, like, oh right, so they were robots. Yeah, I didn't know I, that. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was just right, because yeah. he had a magic sword of some kind, and then sparks came off it because it's future tech. I, I, I mean, I, I don't I think, think I don't think anyone actually dies. Dies in the entire film. No, Beastman gets piss thrown in his eyes, and that's about as violent yeah. as it gets. Yeah, and like Courtney Cox <laughs> oh, then, gets then, fatally like... wounded, but again, she gets healed at the end, so it's all yeah. okay. And then He Man tries to spare Skeletor. Uh, Skeletor attempts to stab him, and he tosses him in a pit, and then there's a post credit scene of Skeletor has landed in water, and he's doing, I'll get you next time, I'll be back, He Man, kind of shit, you know? Oh, I can't uh, believe I missed the post credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was straight out of the fucking cinema the, the second the credits rolled. To be honest. Oh no, there was a post credit scene like you know like all true like the pre the precursor to the Marvel schlop that would follow it. I, I'm not there sitting, is a post credit scene. Nine minutes of fucking credits just to have like fucking some guy like turn up and tell like Skeletor. I'll, I'll be honest, Fury. it's just because <laughs> I remembered that it existed. I fast forwarded to it. I'm not even going to go and check it out at this point. Like, I just it's not I, worth I, I it. Don't. No, really be, don't. No, because it's not going to be actual Skeletor. It's going to be whatever the fuck that Skeletor was. Yeah, like, well, this is a problem. Skeletor is a fucking skeleton, and this guy is a dude wearing a skeleton mask. Yeah, I mean that's true. I, I can't. Got, uh, apparently, there was a there was a robot of He Man in the cartoon, so I can't find out whether the, the guys in the films are meant to be robots. I think they are. Like that's that was that's what I took from it. Yeah, that was that was how I read it, like, but very strange fucking setting. A magical skeleton that uses robots. Yeah, and just like, like I, I mean, raising I, I the dead or other skeletons. I think the fucking I think the robots are like 
added in the film because in the cartoon you can just sort of in the cartoon they didn't like invade anywhere they weren't they weren't actually a fucking like paramilitary force in the cartoon they were just titting around in a fucking mountain yeah <laughs> occasionally coming up with like wacky plots that like Scooby Doo could foil yeah but, like in the film they've got to be seen as like a an actual terrorist movement so they need like black shirts. <laughs> Honestly, I just think they're like, well, it's got to be an action film, so He-Man and his friends, including Shotgun Cop, have to, like, tear their way, you know, cut a swath through a bunch of robots, essentially, was, I think, the entire sum total thought that went into that one. What I, what I have learned from the Wikipedia, though, is apparently uh, Frank Langella said he, he couldn't wait to play Skeletor because his four-year-old son loved He-Man. And Jack Kirby once said that the best New Gods movie was Masters of the Universe. Huh. And apparently the, the, the director had tried to get Jack Kirby to do the production designs, but the studio wouldn't pay for it. Yeah, it makes sense, I suppose. Hmm. Well, like, you know, it was a film. It got made. Yeah. Um, it had robots in it. Ironically, it had the highest budget of all of the films we've talked about tonight. Oh, yeah. And it was by far the shittest. Yeah. Tom Paris plays Synthwave to save the universe. What's not to mm. like? Courtney Cox is there. Yeah. As as she is in pretty much everything she's in. Yeah. I've never I've never seen a, like any like film or TV show with Courtney Cox where I didn't go, well, she was present. Well, that's the thing, she doesn't like even even in Friends, like going off topic a second, even in Friends, she's by far the least interesting and most just like straight man-esque character i guess all the other characters have like actual interesting you know bits to them whereas her thing is she's a bit neurotic oh you know yeah uh, everyone else everyone else has some wacky shit to get up to but she's like the fucking uh, <laughs> very nearly said she's the chandler bing of friends <laughs> 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 and, and yet who does she end up with jimmy is you know yeah like yeah it, did friends finish did it at some point it, i just did, that did, shit did. went on forever no it's just been in reruns forever like they, are they you, basically are you, telling, are you telling me like netflix paid like a billion dollars or whatever they fucking did for a show that that isn't even being made anymore yes i mean i think they got figure. robbed Yes. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently, it's you know it did well for them. They made a lot off of it. I fucking hate. I, I fucking hate Friends. Oh, I can't why, stand why, it. Why does it need to be on Netflix? Surely everyone has seen it like a hundred times. It's like it's the same. Now it's a, it's it's the previous generation's The Office essentially. Yes, yes, yes. It's That's comfort it. background stuff that you watch a few times. Yeah, there's yeah. enough of it that you can watch it from start to finish. Give it a little bit and then just put it back on at the start again in the background. And it's just fine. It's just deal. It's comfort yeah. shit. That's all it is. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's what I do with The Wire, basically. Like, that's what it's there for. Except it's... Ugh, it's garbage. Like, I watched it as a kid and remember I laughing at it as, as a kid. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh, very funny. Anyway, like, I, I watched... I watched... <laughs> By the power of Grayskull, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Can I go now? Is that okay? Do I have your permission, Jamie? Yeah, crack on. Right, grand. So I remember watching Friends when I was a kid, and I found it funny at the time, but that was me, like, being 10 years old, and now, you know, as an adult, I've caught a couple episodes of it here and there, and it's just absolute dreck. Just, yeah. like, the, the entire show is um, 
Monica is a straight white woman and a bit neurotic. Rachel is like the quirky hot one who gets by on her looks and just is a bit oblivious. Uh, Phoebe is also oblivious because she's stone cold stupid. Um, Joey is the cool comic relief like himbo, essentially. Chandler is just... Remember when, and, remember when and, they gave Matt LeBlanc his own spin-off? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> How did that do? Trace. Yeah. <laughs> so badly. And then finally, Ross is a fucking serial killer. Like, that they inexplicably decided it was sympathetic because they made him whiny. Like, um, that's it. That is Friends. And it's awful. Will you take the laugh track off of it and it just becomes terrible. Uh, I mean, that's, that's most American comedy, though. If you take the, well, laugh, the laugh track off it, it's like something the FBI would train with. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Seinfeld, parts of that hold up like quite well but in comparison i just i don't know most american comedy is a bit shit i've been finding myself um i've been watching parks and rec the past like day or so i bet, and that, I bet that hasn't aged well no it really hasn't it really really hasn't it, it, it we got to the election arc and like obviously right so you know i do elections for a living and i'm sitting watching this going Do this you? is for who <laughs> I really don't have to take this abuse, you know. No, you do. Sorry, it is actually part of the contract. (laughs) Alistair took tonight off. I could have just taken tonight off. Yeah. And yet. But then we wouldn't wouldn't have heard about how the CIA were involved in He-Man Masters of the Universe. (laughs) Now, hey, I didn't say he was involved in He-Man Masters of the Universe. That's a different property, different Just Hollywood in general, come on. Yeah, exactly, right? Keep up. What the fuck were we talking about? I can't even fucking remember that. Friends for some fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, God knows. Parks anyway. and Rec. Oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. just like that that's really weird as a show. And you're right, it hasn't aged well. And watching it, you know, we've got to the whole election arc and they've started introducing the celebrity camos of like Joe fucking Biden and other people. And a, a really quite funny one of uh John McCain as well. Funny in the sense of it's like, oh yeah, in real life he'd have called her a cunt. Um but also he's dead. Yeah, he's yeah. dead. Like so it's 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 a weird show, but I will <laughs> say he just crashed a plane into them. Nine eleven the set. <laughs> but the cut the the writing in general holds up without a laugh track, whereas in comparison to Friends, which is infinitely more successful, it's just like it's so depressing. Genuinely. I I'm I'm convinced that the lead poisoning was still in effect in the like, you know, nineties when Friends was being beamed into everyone's homes. Probably. Parks and Rec is also responsible for that amazing outtake um, about the, the Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, fuck, I've got a gift to show you after. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. cool. Fuck yeah, now. <laughs> but yeah. That was that that outtake is the brief moment where Chris Pratt was good. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say that also makes it a bit of a chore, to be totally honest. Watching did you start? Did you start with season one? Um, so I no. What happened was ages ago I watched it, and I watched all that was available on I want to say Amazon, and then it got to like season mm-hmm. the season before the election, like where it's just the, it ends on Leslie Nope has been asked a chance to run for office, but ooh, that means she can't date her boss anymore. Um, and I got to there, and then it was like now purchase for next season. And I was like, no, fuck off. Um, but they're all up on Netflix. So the other day, I resumed where I left off. What you should um, do, what you should do if that happens on Amazon, that there's actually a, when when you get like to the thing and it says you need to buy the next season, 
the 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 one trick I discovered to get around that is buy Justified on DVD and then they just fucking put the rest of it on like Prime for free. Do they? No, they, that's just what happened. I bought out like I, I <laughs> oh, bought shit. the fucking box okay. set and then. Oh, like, you had me for a second weeks, there. I was like, two weeks this... later. Yeah, no, I, 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 that happens every time. I every time Listen, I say do not make purchases. <laughs> So Every time I say something stupid as a bit, you just go, I'm not sure that's actually true. Can't believe we need to stick that this is not financial advice. Disclaimer on that. <laughs> yeah. Man, has Rob just been away too long? Is that it? Am yes. I now the, yes. whipping, uh, the whipping them of the podcast, basically? <laughs> yeah. 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 Fucking come back, Rob. Jesus Christ. No, I, I have been saying this from the start. <laughs> this podcast is just ruined without him. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, I mean, if he, well, if, if he was here... We'd have spent an hour talking about fucking gas prices instead of He-Man. And frankly, no, nobody wants that. So. Oh, I'll be honest. I really want Rob's input on Masters of the Universe. Like, I want to know. I want to see what comes out of Rob <clears throat> after he's been forced to sit there fucking Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, you know, um, <laughs> all right, Madrug style, sitting all the way through it. I, I just want to know what his response to this film would be. And we'll never know. Because he very I'm correctly gonna said, it, "I'm going to ask him now." He won't have I'm watched gonna, it. I'm going to go tell. Well, I'm going to tell him to watch it. He's not going <laughs> to. Why is he? We're literally recording the episode now. He's not going to retroactively, like you know, watch it and then say, "Oh, I would have said." Well, <laughs> wheels are in motion now. We'll, we'll get an update when he's back <laughs> on Discord at Rob. Watch He Man, ye cunt. Yep, that'll do it. <laughs> Oh, fuck's sake. And you too, listener, should watch... No, you really shouldn't. It's dire. No, you should. Again, you should. Um, I think I'm outvoted, but I really want to forewarn you. Like, you know, I could understand David going, I really didn't like Masters of the Universe. I can understand David saying I really didn't like Red Sonja. I don't understand why David doesn't like Conan. Just wasn't as good as Masters of the Universe. (laughs) Apparently not, no. No, to to be fucking clear, I did not enjoy this at all. (laughs) Like I said... The second worst Tom Paris episode of Star Trek I've ever fucking seen. What was the worst? Threshold. Yeah, Threshold, definitely. Having babies with, uh, what's her face? Janeway. Yeah. God. As a salamander. Normal. <laughs> what, what were the writers thinking is what I want to know for that. That's, that's a, We should do another Trek episode at some point just to talk about that shit. Probably trying to get revenge on him for He-Man. <laughs> Why didn't why if they only did had a Bontempi keyboard on board Voyager they could have been home in minutes. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, I'm pretty sure that was the plot of um, the the Equinox two part. Oh fuck off, David! Only you could pull out that. <laughs> God damn it! You and fucking Mike, what's his face from Red Letter Media? Jesus. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'm that cynical. Come on, almost, but not there. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Put the two of you in the room, give you alcohol, see what happens. Ask me about Star Trek Picard. No, don't don't do that. <laughs> David, what do you think about Star Trek Picard? No. <laughs> Is I it like better it. or worse than He-Man Masters of the Universe? Oh, it's I'm worse. Gonna... It's worse because it's far fucking longer. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that like fucking like He-Man Masters of the Universe is better than all new Star Trek. Although um, people are gonna people are gonna no. fucking at me that the Family Guy knockoff one is good and I haven't seen it, so stop fucking yelling at me about it. Do you know what I mean? The more Did they do a Star me... Trek knockoff? No, I'm I'm talking about Lower Decks. Oh that, right, okay. 
Yeah, the more people yell at me to watch Lower Decks, the further away from Lower Decks I get. <laughs> so, you know. I watched I watched the first episode of that Strange New Worlds, and it's actually quite good. Um, I mean, it's, it's still got the potential to be absolute fucking dog shit, but it felt like Star it's Trek. It's going to be absolute nice. fucking dog shit, man. Don't don't get my hopes up. Are they, they you know what I mean? I'm fucking I, like, right now. Shit. Right now, I am Jeremy Renner crying in the rain. Right, don't give me hope. <laughs> He's seen oh. things. Listen, there was a full episode that it wasn't bad. That's how they get you, David. This is this is the fucking. No, no, no. It's not how they get you because they've done fucking four seasons of Discovery and they haven't fucking managed that yet. They're saving up all the bad for a later episode, and it's just going to drop on you like a cartoon. Animal. Yeah, th- this I mean? is this is the Sonic the Hedgehog cycle, is what this is. There's the Trek cycle now. It's the Sonic the Hedgehog cycle. Oh, the first episode of his new property doesn't seem that bad. Crushing disappointment, you know. And yet you line up, you line up to take it again and again. I'll 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 give it a chance. I'll continue to give it a chance. I enjoyed the first one, so I've got no reason to believe that it will be. As I just, shit. I want I want it to be good. Do you know what I mean? I want like mm. and it's Anson Mount doing like Star Trek the like the original series, and I'm just exactly. like yeah, that sounds so good. And I just I, I'm gonna get invested in it, and then like four episodes in, they're gonna like they're gonna do some Doctor Who shit where he goes back <laughs> to like sit on the bus with Rosa Parks or something, and I'm just gonna drink. Each. <laughs> Oh, that yeah, is that absolutely the sort. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. I will. I will watch it for you, and I will tell you whether or not it ends up shit. If it ends up shit, you don't have to watch it. <laughs> Fair I, enough. I will. I will be the fucking Canary. I'm feeling distinctly like Rich Evans in this relationship with you, David. I have to say, both physically and mentally, and spiritually. Leave well, that one through. on the couch with the bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Rob's rejecting his fucking uh, pod duty here. Is he? I don't blame yeah. him. He's refusing to watch He-Man. I'll point out, he is still on holiday. <laughs> well, how many times does he need to be on holiday? You know what I mean? He's been gone about like eight weeks. I, on, yeah, <laughs> only fucking once. It's fucking ridiculous. Look forward to the, the, the my late summer holiday, holiday that we all take and Rob has to solo two weeks. <laughs> oh, I would pay money hand over fist to have <laughs> Rob record a podcast for two weeks on his own. Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. I would. Oh, I would. Yeah, be all in. EU regulations. <laughs> everyone, everyone is going to love listening to fucking gas prices. Dot wav. <laughs> gas prices in strange impersonations. Dot wav. Right. Reading the minutes of the European Parliament in Jordan Peterson voice. Exactly. We, should, oh, we, sh- we definitely should have pushed this back till Rob was back off holiday, because we it, the perfect opportunity for him to do is like fucking incredible, like. Uh, Jordan Peterson impression was when Conan meets the witch that lives in a hut. Yeah, because that was my that was my I was like oh Jordan when he's going in the hut with the witch I was like Jordan Peterson wouldn't like this. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to use a feminine chaos on you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hang on, fucking thunderbolt through my head. Jordan Peterson's entire theories are based on him reading the Conan books when he was young. Change my mind. No, they're not. Someone worked it out, and it's Minecraft. Because he talks, <laughs> he talks about he talks about the witches who live in swamps. And as far as some like fucking someone, I'm going to assume on on no evidence was like a professor of mythology. Someone mm-hmm. on Twitter said that the only like thing they could find where witches lived in swamps was Minecraft, which is true. That's Baba Yaga. That's total horseshit. I thought Baba Yaga lived in a house. That where where did the house walk around in, Jamie? Well, it had legs; it could go anywhere. 
wherever the weather was nice. <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to be recording <laughs> a podcast episode. Have a Jagger on the fucking beach. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to be recording a podcast episode with Com Radio about mythology, and I'm going to make a point of bringing this shit up now, just so I can actually talk about it without this horse shit in the background. Goddamn. <laughs> Well, won't that be a rare treat for Com Radio? Oh, dear. Um, so, I don't really know if I've got anything left to say about fucking He-Man. Yeah, or, there's not... I mean, or Parks and Rec or fucking anything else. Nah, there's just there's not really much to say, is there? I mean, it's like, it's barbarian films. We watched three of them. We're never going to do a free film well, episode again. We watched like, we watched two two barbarian films and He-Man. Eh, it counts. Yeah, no, it he's a barbarian, like... I'm, and I and I picked this because I just like I, I, we need. I wanted a third pick because like people said we should do three. Although apparently doing three films is like fucking verboten now. Something changed in between like the genesis of this episode in 2020 and us recording it tonight when everyone's suddenly like shit sick of having to watch three films at a time. Well, yeah, you know, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's caused this. Right, first off, that fucking boat. <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly, the abandoned James Bond episode that we don't speak about. Yeah, that's true. There's also that's why that we me don't do three. Me and David have also been re- me, David, and Alistair have been really fucking busy lately. So it's like, hey, watch these free episodes on top of everything else you've got to do. Like, yeah, well, you know what I mean. We we wouldn't have to we wouldn't have to stoop to this if David Roach justified. <laughs> David, we are begging you, please watch Justified. I know, I know, I'm gonna get the more just... the more you the more you nag David to watch Justified, the further away I get from Lower Decks. <laughs> just in the terrible lift hurtling towards the bridge as we speak. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck oh. me. Do you know what though? I would have preferred watching Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, and Red Sonia. That would have probably been a better night. I don't. I don't think anything was gained from watching He Man apart from getting to look at Tom Paris. Nah, I mean, like you got to see fucking. You got to see like Mister Strickland from Back to the Future run around with a shotgun, and like <laughs> mistake like alien robots for the the Russians. Oh, I forgot that bit. Fuck me. Yeah. Oh dear. I've censored uh, this movie in my mind in real time watching it because it was that <laughs> dire. Yeah. The, the the weird link there between between that and like fucking Conan is Conan was directed by the guy that did Red Dawn. Hmm. That's a film I've not seen actually. I've not seen Red Dawn. I I remember it was great when I was like thirteen or so. It's mm. probably shit. Probably something to look at later. I think. Yeah, well, they did a remake, didn't they? So oh. usually, if it gets a remake, it's not terrible. Like usually. I. Uh, I don't think that that rule holds up. No, I think the remakes tend to be terrible. I don't think the base product is necessarily. Nah, I mean, there's some shit where they there's there's some shit where they just keep remaking it like over and over, and you just go, "Why is this like?" I don't think it's ever been good. What I is mean, Batman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, the Batman was quite good. I enjoyed that. I've still not seen it. Is the Batman a barbarian film? No, he's wearing pants. Oh, well, okay, conclusive. Well, by that yeah. argument, I mean so so is, so is fucking Prince Adam. So, and he yeah, he wears his fucking underpants on the outside as well. Yeah, he's but he's not he's, in, he's film, not in it. No. Mm. Yeah, that's why they took him out of the film because if they put him in, it wouldn't be a barbarian film. <laughs> <laughs> now with Prince Adam, fifty percent less barbarian. For fuck's sake! No, I mean I was gonna I was gonna pick something like fucking Hawk the Slayer. 
or fucking Beastmaster or some shit, but then I just couldn't be asked to find a pirate copy of those, so I thought, like, you know, why not he, man? <laughs> Hawk well, Slayer would have been it. a good third. I don't know. Look, all I think I have to say in summary for tonight is watch Conan the Barbarian 1982 version. It's really good. Yeah, don't watch the fucking modern version with him out of Game of Thrones because I can't so, remember it. It's really, it's that's, just that's the worst endorsement I can give a film. Do you know what I mean? I don't remember it. Like it, I fucking, it, I fucking remember Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Well, imagine, right. imagine being worse at your job than J.J. Abrams. Sucks to be whoever directed Conan in like whatever year that was. Yeah, it's it's depressingly just there, you know. It's like, oh, this is... I, I will say, though, if you do have two minutes, watch the trailer for it, because the trailer is, like, peak 2000s kind of era, you know. It's got, like, butt rock in it for the trailer, and I just I don't understand why. <laughs> does he uh, Does he kick someone into a well? Because that played, that went, like, so gangbusters in 300. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, pretty much, yeah. Like, it's got it's got that kind of thing going See, for it. See, interestingly, 300's not a Barbarians film. No, it's not. It's fascist propaganda. But none of them are wearing pants. Why, why is it not both? Well, because they're an organised army. And yeah. You can't have an organised army of barbarians. Yeah, a barbarian is solo or leading a small war band. It's not the same thing as when you've got like an organised army. Yeah. So 300 isn't a small war band? No, it's not. It's got to be like sub-12, I think. Yeah, it's got to right. be like a couple of dudes. You can't have 300. Yeah. And not barbarians if it's 300. Like and it can't, be on, it can't be on behalf of like a kingdom or something like that. You know, like a barbarian might come in to bail out a kingdom, but they're not like, you know, on behalf of the kingdom. There's important rules to this, right? Right. So Kangas can yeah. not a barbarian. No. Uh, he wore pants. Yeah. Like Conan stops being a barbarian when he becomes like a, a king. Yeah. Ah, that, that's why he becomes the destroyer. No, yeah, probably. I can't remember that one. Ah, if I recall correct, if I recall correctly, not. he's still a barbarian in Conan the Destroyer. I think um, it's later that he like becomes king. Um, I don't know. Interesting character, anyway. It was one of the first depictions of like a straight up heroic character having depression, like as an ongoing struggle, uh, which I thought Ooh, was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, like um, Robert, uh, you know, E. Howard, he had um, he had depression. And Conan was a little bit of a self-insert, not like hugely, but a little bit. Like, like he was informed by his own life experience, and so he wrote yeah, Conan was, as yeah. So he wrote Conan as having like you know these these great melancholies where he just like he would you know when he wasn't out being a barbarian and he like had money he would just like fall into a like deep slump of like ennui yeah. because you know and then he'd get himself back when he went out to do the heroic shit essentially. Um, which I, I thought always, yeah, I was always tired of being a king. Yeah. I remember like, that from the comics. That's the one of the like Conan thing I've read. Yeah, Marvel. Marvel did Conan comics back in the fucking early. I mean, 90s. it's in the it's in the film too because they make a score and what does Conan do but fucking you know practically drink himself to death like yeah. um because he's you know what's the point? Oh, that was that that is such a when they when they get hauled before fucking King Osric that is such a fucking banger of a scene like it's so good. Like, Max von Sydow is like fucking just career best I think. Like genuinely, I don't think there's a there's a shit scene in that film, which is yeah. high praise from me. No, it's great. Like even the bit, even the bit where he goes full Paul Mason, gets fucked up on spice, and lays out a camel with one punch is great. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just excellent. <laughs> Sorry, Mason the Barbarian. God damn it. <laughs>
<laughs> You're just not properly understanding Marxism from a barbarian perspective. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, come, that... come to Samaria, the revolution is happening. <laughs> Oh, oh, our many, our many adherents who like to draw fan art, there is inspiration for you, please. Oh dear. Excellent. Cool. Can't wait to see that fucking thing. Jesus Christ. Oh. All right. Okay. I think that's probably as good a place as any to fucking end this, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, wait. Yeah. People people who are welcome to draw fan art of that if they want, but also someone should Photoshop Paul Mason's face onto the camel to get laid out with one punch. David might do that. Give him time. Oh, there is oh, one thing we haven't discussed. Oh, right, okay. It is, is Dunk a barbarian film? Because there was much consternation about this from Alistair. I think everyone in that way is, like, famously, they wear pants in that, don't they? But it does have, it does have a Conan in it. The Fair. worm's not wearing pants. No, it's true, the worm might be a barbarian. Doesn't have a sword, though. Guys, I just realised something. Um, sorry, total off topic. You know, right, Conan the Barbarian, the Wikipedia article? It's got a little medal on it saying it's a featured article, which means they're considered to be some of the best articles Wikipedia has to offer. Okay. Just randomly, people have decided that Conan the Barbarian's Wikipedia write-up is one of the best articles on the entirety of Wikipedia. Fair enough. Well, if you didn't like the film, then you can at least appreciate the Wikipedia. Yeah, is it even better than the the fucking like famous page they've got on anime? Oh, you know what? Let's let's hang on. What? Did, did... It, yes, like it run... is officially. It's a running joke that like the fucking the, the Wikipedia page for anime is longer than like the Wikipedia page for several like w- world historic events of great importance. Oh, it's, uh, I didn't it's... doubt that for a second. Actually, the Conan article is longer than the anime article. Really? And better sourced? Jesus fucking Christ. Man. Sign equality, if it gets that much investment, surely. That's how it works, right? Yeah. Must be. Anyway, let's fucking shoot this in the head. Um, let's as we're back. Uh, how, long's fucking... the, uh, how long's the Wikipedia article on anime? Oh, no idea. Also, David, I don't think you mean shooting the head. I think you mean heroically stabbing the heart and then decapitate. Like, that's that's got to be how you do it. True barbarian style. Oh, no, you can just shoot people with lasers because that's barbarian shit, apparently. Um, But yeah, let's just fucking kill this. So, uh, we're back. I mean, I'm Uh, willing to to bet there's a D&D setting with fucking... Let me end it, please. (laughs) There is, you know, (sighs) Jamie. Pathfinder has all that shit built into it. There was actually an original D&D first edition module that included, like, the, the whole thing about it was that it was a crash spaceship that you were doing adventure through, and it gradually revealed it. So, that's us back. Lucky us. Lucky you. Um, we'll be back with normal episodes coming out every Thursday-ish. We're going to try and get better at that, we promise. And yeah, buy, uh, buy merch. Yes, buy merch. Uh, the merch store is still up. Um... Merch. Praxiscast.tmail.com 
and uh, yeah, uh, streams will be streams are getting reduced for a little while, so they should only be Thursdays. If this episode comes out on time, which I just promised it would, which was probably a bad idea of me, uh, there will not be one tonight on release day. Um, but we should be back to Thursday streams as of the following week, and maybe occasional Mondays we might be able to pull off some Mondays, but they won't be regular going forward. And I have a, anyway. I have an announcement on that. It's actually seriously no shit. Hold me to it happening. The Elden Ring stream returns this Friday the thirteenth. Which I'm just realising is a bit of a cursed day, so oops. But yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. endeavour to have this out by Monday. Seek. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, listen to Peace at Home as yes. well. It's a very, very good podcast. Good, it is, it is David, very good. David um, was on it this week. Yeah, well, so that's, like that's how you know it was at this one week point in the good. future. Like, I'm, yes. I'm, I forget how the schedule works. It yeah, doesn't, oh, it's I more, think it's more complicated than Neville's. But yeah, uh, so that's that's it from us. We will be back, um, back again next week, and we shall hopefully have a bonus out to you fairly soon as well. Yeah. Because, uh, so subscribe to the the Patreon. Mm. Yes, subscribe to the Patreon for that. We're pulling Robin um, while he's still on holiday and doing an intercontinental fucking recording. So look forward to the the joys of audio delay. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be a fucking cluster. The audio delay and Rob being hepped up on fucking goofballs and shed wine or whatever the fuck he was doing. <laughs> yeah, high on small plates. So yeah, look yeah. forward to that as well. Patreon.com forward slash PraxisCast and this has taken far too long to get through so we'll just kill it here. Bye. Bye. Don't say, uh, David, don't say goodbye. Say good journey. Make from give you strength. Bye. See ya. Bye.